Welcome to today's episode of The Growth Zone. I am Christian Bartsch. What is the core benefit of listening to this show? Here it is all about strategies and systems that get you to grow your business. As an entrepreneur or business leader, you need to be ahead of trends. Gain insights that really thrust your business to the next level. Each episode focuses on different aspects of designing, building, and leading companies. Without marketing, sales, innovation, or funding, you will lack the fire for growth. Without management strategies and systems, you are speeding towards failure. For those who listen to the entire episode, I have a special surprise gift. I'm also working on some great guests that are industry leaders in management, innovation, and marketing. Let's get started on today's episode. Hey there, and in today's episode, we are going to look at how banks, venture capital, and venture investors help you grow your business. Now, one of the common things of, of people with a certain kind of mindset and education, very traditional education as well, look at banks like as if they are being met by a crocodile that wants to bite off your leg. Now, the key thing is understanding how far you should even go and do dealings with banks, with venture capital, and venture investors. Because they all have the differences, they have the good sides and the bad sides. And let's go in and have a look. Now, what does a bank do? Banks, of course, lend money. They generate profits by all the interest rates that they're charging you. And when you go and take your money to a bank, you will see that there's a big difference between the interest rate they pay you and the interest rate they charge. So it might be 10%, 15%, 20 30%. It doesn't matter. In certain cultures and countries, charging interest rate is ethically or by religious means not really acceptable or not even allowed. Yeah. And that's the key thing when we look at how businesses like banks do. They generate profits with interest rates. Now, venture capital have a similar way. The only thing is that they go and invest money from their investors into your business, and they expect, they expect at a certain time to exit the deal. And they give the money not just because of interest rate, but actually because they give it in return for a shareholding in your company. So let's say you have, with your partners, maybe 100% of the business. Now the venture capital comes and gives you a certain amount of money, and you give them 25% of your business. Sometimes it can be even worse. Sometimes people even give out to venture capital even 50% or 75%. But the key thing is, if it's done too early, the business eventually cannot grow because you cannot give any more of your ownership to that business or to that venture capital business or to other venture capital companies later on once you have been growing because you only have then maybe 25% left ownership. And what is there much left? Because once you go to, let's say... <laughs> Uh, 10%, 5%, it's clear that you eventually will have no motivation as an entrepreneur, as a founder, to even continue doing the business because there's no real benefit for you. 
It's of course different if your business becomes a multi-billion corporation with huge valuation and so on. But that's something usually that happens maybe after 10, 20, 30 years. But not within the first three, four, five years. So that's an unrealistic prediction. Because the key thing is when venture capitalist leaves, he gives back the 25% and expects, of course, to get a certain amount of money. But in reality, usually they will sell that amount that they own to somebody else. In most cases, they hope that they and you sell completely the business to somebody else, some big corporation. And they want to double, triple, or quadruple, of course, or even more, their investment. Because let's say they gave you 10 million, they hope, of course, to sell it for 100 million, or whatever. Now, with venture investors, it's a little bit different. Venture investors are more looking into investing into your company, and investing as well, their own resources into helping you grow your business. So that's a little bit different than capital. Because in those cases, often they provide you capital and maybe access to their network, and that's it. And venture investors try to grow your business, and they might as well, of course, take a certain amount of percentage from your business, whether it's 5% or 10%, but usually it starts much lower with much smaller numbers, and they can even help you with $100,000, euros, whatever, and then gradually grow with you and help you. You gain access to their experts that have built lots of business in part, and you get insights, knowledge, and as well access to their partners. And this way you can increase your branding, your visibility in the market, your value towards those who are actually buying whatever you are doing, you are creating. Whether you've got a SaaS business, whether you are creating some kind of physical products or some kind of services, even if you've got a franchise system or you're trying to create a franchise, it's happening the same way. Now, the alternative to all these three different ways is getting money from a different source. A different source that doesn't really care about getting huge profits, getting huge interest rates, or even somehow growing and eventually sometime later in the future, somehow generating profits of some kind. And I'm speaking about money from family and friends. Now, the thing is, of course, there's one downside to getting money from family and friends. Because usually, if your head is wrapped the right way around, you will realize that, of course, you are taking responsibility for the money that they have given you. And you try to build the business, grow the business, in order to eventually return the money. And you have an ethical mindset of not wasting their money and trying to eventually even repay them in a way that you prove to them that it was a good decision to trust you and support you. And that's something that you can generate in many ways. Similar to that is as well even micro 
funding, microsourcing, all different kind of venture capitals or venture investments that actually crowdsourcing. And crowdsourcing can be a very good thing as well, especially when you need a lot of money to manufacture a physical product. And if the people are actually buying the equipment ahead of time and providing you the money to build, to get enough products manufactured that eventually you have enough surplus left to sell it on the market and get your version 1 or version 2 onto the market, then that's a good thing to do. And that's where crowdsourcing can definitely help you. Nevertheless, it is very much a thing that you have to check out if your product or service actually fit the requirements for crowdsourcing. Nevertheless, always at the beginning, the easiest thing is getting family support. And then from there, checking out what might be the best thing. Banks are usually not the best partners for getting your business to grow. If you're a huge company with huge leverage, then it is easier to get money from banks because they are eager to do business with you. But if you are a small person, small business, and nobody, they, yes, they want to do business with you, but they are not going to make a huge effort and do everything necessary to somehow support you. No, they're not. Venture investors might be even then the better choice. Venture capital, depending on what your business is. If you're a Silicon Valley typical business, venture capital might be the right thing. But you must be careful who you pick because you're going to be pitching to a lot of companies. And maybe eventually you not only dilute your ownership, but maybe you attract new competitors before even you are ready to launch your product. And that might get you to slide on an icy market where you eventually disappear again. And that's not what you want, because that's not the idea you had in mind when you started your business. So sustainable, best approach as well is generating revenue. Generate revenue from your clients. Get your clients to buy ahead and order ahead. And it doesn't matter whether you do crowdsourcing or you have some clever sales pitches and other things. Just go and get your people to buy ahead, make orders, and increase your cash flow ahead of time. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll provide some more insights in the next episodes. Wait, listen. Was the content helpful? Please share it on social media. The world is constantly changing in response to trends and events. As a leader, you need to adapt your business. Stay connected. You will find in the episode description how to gain more insights. Subscribe to my bi-weekly business secrets letter. Gain access to all updates of my ultimate guide on business growth strategies. These can be applied to your business in the US, Canada or Europe. Check it out. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Growth Zone with Christian Bartsch. Thank you for listening.